looking at myself and it's like, oh my God, you know, I hate my voice. I hate my, you know, my nose or whatever. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go out there, say how I feel, you know, give a few tips and it can be, it will be deleted in 24 hours. So even if it's the worst thing, it's not going to be there forever. Welcome back to the Kelly Lundberg podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to just take action, do something different or just show up as the person that they aspire to be because of something that maybe they've heard in this podcast or seen or just learned. I really want to know. So if you're one of my five a day, yay, congratulations. Drop me a review here on this podcast or subscribe to it both. That would be amazing. And come and say hi on Instagram. I'd love to meet you and I reply back to all my DMs that come in. In this episode, I talked to Maria Harisafanis, a London-based entrepreneur, best-selling author, uh, TV personality and podcaster. And at the end of last year, she was out visiting Dubai, where I got the chance to speak to her about some of her latest collections from Rodile and her second book, How to Make It Happen, which is a 10-step guide to motivating yourself and making your dreams a reality. So Maria is known in the industry as not only a complete advocate for entrepreneurs, but someone who really inspires and encourages people to be the best that they can be, to achieve their goals and dreams. So again, back to that five a day, if something just clicks with you today, we really want to know. I recall meeting Maria years ago in Dubai and um, I think our products had just launched in the region and she was just so lovely and so stylish and let me tell you, nothing has changed. So let's get going to the content. Let's hear what she has to say in this episode. So thanks Maria for joining us on today's show. It's great to have you here. I am so excited uh, after meeting you face-to-face in Dubai recently. I'm just excited that we're doing this right now. So how was your trip to Dubai? Oh, it was such a joy just getting out of London. We were in lockdown and, and just being in Dubai and feel free and a beautiful weather and just meeting with everyone and everyone's dressed up. It's, Dubai is one of my favorite places. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was a little light of sunshine in a crazy winter here in the UK. So yeah, all good. How do you find the sort of market? I mean, when you travel down different places in terms of how people embrace your products, is Dubai market different to the UK environment or is it pretty much the same? Everyone who loves your brand and your products all have the same sort of vibe. You know what? I think that uh, when it comes to skincare and uh, everyone pretty much these days has the same concerns. We're all wearing masks. So I was talking a lot about our Vitsi pads that are the number one product to get rid of breakouts when you're wearing masks. Then, you know, we we talked a lot about the banana low lighter, which is an under eye highlighter for skin tones, which is great when we're all on Zoom and on our cameras all the time. So I think, you know, the, every market has its um, uh, different characteristics, but then at the, at the end of the day, we're as a, collectively, as a, as a whole world, we're going through very similar challenges. So uh, yeah. there are actually a lot of similarities. 
Ah, it's good. Well, I'm wearing um, four of your products today. I've got on, which you can't see, but I've got on the neck and decollage cream, dragon blood, yes. I have my um, concealer on. I have the low lighter on and I have lifting oil. Have I gone to OTT or is that all right? <laughs> it's actually, yeah, I did a little morning chat today. I was talking about the pink diamond oil, especially one wow. with the hydrated skin in this weather. So you are spot on, Kelly. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And for those that follow me on social media, will know that skincare is really important to me. And I think that's something that my mom you know, very early on, like in my early 20s, she would always say to me, and I lived overseas um, from a young age, and she would always say, make sure you wear your skin, your, your um, SPF and mm. don't sit out in the sun and look after your skin. And you know, in your 20s, you just, well, I don't know how you were, but in my early 20s, I was like, mm, I don't, you don't see the importance because you don't see mm. yourself age. But I always kind of did take care of my skin. And I think that's something so important. How did it work for you? Like, how did you get into skincare? So I was always um, passionate about fashion and beauty since I was a little girl. And um, while I was at uni, I got myself a little internship with uh, Seventeen magazine back in Greece, where I'm originally from. And I was a beauty writer. I did that for a little bit, uh, but business was also in my mind. So I started business and I had some student loans I had to pay. So I ended up finding a job in banking, which brought me to London. And uh, at the beginning, it was exciting and fascinating, but it was uh, I wasn't passionate about it. And a couple of years into it, I was called in the boardroom. And I got fired and it was devastating because I was young and it was my first proper job, but it was the catalyst that I needed to realize what my passion was. And that's when I started thinking, oh, you know, this may be the time for me to start my own business. Mm, Love that. And I think so many people kind of look at a a moment where you're fired or you lose your job or something as the worst moment that they could ever have, but it's just how you reposition it and you repositioned it now into um, a massive empire. So really interesting to to hear the backstory and and the journey there. One of the questions that I wanted to ask um, is actually not about skincare, but it is about your book. And I'm Mm. really curious to know what chose you or what made you choose to, to write a book and, you know, kind of come away from the skincare, but write the book because I've written a book as well, and I understand why I wrote it, and I'm just curious to see your side to it. Uh, yeah, so just to continue the story a little bit, which will bring us to the book at the end, is oh, uh, so I um, I had this idea. I saw a gap in the market for a serious skincare range that would offer targeted treatments to specific skin concerns. I tried to get investment. I wasn't able to. So I started really small from a back room at home using... Um, credit cards and and loans and sort of having a side job um, on the side just to pay my bills. Anyway, started really small. I was a one-woman show and um, slowly it became what it is today. But, you know, throughout the journey, you know, whether that was launching the snake serum, that's the single product that put Rodiel on the map, or then following with the dragon's blood or going through some challenges and teething problems when you are running a business and growing and you haven't managed the business of that size before. So everything is a learning experience. 
And, you know, here I am 18 years later and people on social media were connecting with me saying, oh, Maria, oh my God, I've heard about you. You are an overnight success. And how do you do that? And uh, the title of the book, How to Be an Overnight Success, is actually ironic because yeah. it took me, <laughs> yeah, as, as you can imagine, it took me 18 years to be where I am today. And what I wanted to do with this book is give encouragement, especially to the young generation who has dreams and wants to start a business or go freelance or be an influencer and, and all that. And um, just take them through my journey and explain to them that you can be successful. And these are some of the steps that you can follow to drive your business, your career. However, there will be ups and downs. The success is not straightforward and it does take a long time. So the message of the book is a positive message for anyone who has started something and within a few months, they're not seeing the results, they're ready to give up. And the message is, yeah, just keep on doing this. Give yourself time and you will become successful. So this is why I wrote the book. Love it. And then you didn't just write one, you wrote two. So how, and, and quite quickly. So how did that come? Did you feel that there was questions that were unanswered or more people were asking questions or it was just really natural to write a second? Yeah, so uh, it was uh, the follow-up questions that I was getting. So I went through my journey and how I built Rodial from nothing to what it is today and all the different steps. But then I was getting a lot of messages from people who weren't necessarily running a business, but wanted something that would motivate them to follow the dreams, whatever these dreams are, whether it was reach the top of their career or change careers, or uh, be someone who's, who's been a mom for years and wants to do something for themselves after a point. So I felt that uh, I needed to come up with a version of my book that's more relevant to anyone out there outside running a business and to anyone, women or men, who want to find motivation in their life. So the sort of the basis of the second book is more uh, wide than the first book. That's a little bit more about business. Yeah. So off that then, you know, talking about, you know, you inspiring or helping and motivate other people, what keeps you motivated on, you know, hard days? Because we all have them in business. Yeah. What keeps you going? Mm. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it, as, as you say, we all have good and bad days and it yeah. doesn't matter at whatever level you are, how long you've been doing what you've been doing, uh, whether you've done it for a year or 20 years, there's still issues and challenges. And there's days that are super creative and super fulfilling and days that it, it feels like, you know, you're pulling teeth all day long. I actually had one of those yesterday, but we're yeah. out of it. So there's a couple of things that I do. One is um, I always know that when I have a bad day, there's always a good day waiting for me around the corner. It may not be the next day. It may be two or three days later, but statistically, there's always a better day coming. So I have that in the back of my mind. Uh, but then what I like to do every morning is, um, and I'm very big about this. I, I spoke to both my books and um, to, to make it happen. My second book as well, I have a whole chapter where I talk about my morning routine. And I find that um, when you are working for yourself in whatever capacity, you have to motivate yourself. You're not going to go to an office and someone's going to say, oh, these are the 10 things you need to do today. You do them, then it's well done and you have a productive and successful day. 
when you work for yourself, you have to put yourself in the mindset of what do you need to achieve for the day. So I wake up every morning and I just uh, kind of see how do I feel. I check with myself. It could be through meditation or it could be just sort of waking up and being honest. How do I feel? And then whatever I need to do to put me in that mindset, um, it may be that I have a difficult meeting coming up. So I may go and do an affirmation, listen to an affirmations pod uh, where it sort of gives me some positive messages for the day. I may listen to my horoscope (laughs) and just get some... um, some guidance from above. I may listen to, if I, if I'm feeling really businessy and I want to get into a motivational mode, I may read a few pages from um, a motivational book, or I may listen to a motivational podcast. So, uh, or on days that I feel I want to be creative, I may just scroll down um, Pinterest and sort of do a vision board. So I don't have a specific schedule on, on Mondays I do this, on Tuesdays I do that. But every morning I do check with myself and I find the early hours of the day put me in that mindset of what do I want to achieve for the day. Oh, it's so good. And I cannot agree more. And when I'm mentoring those that are, you know, maybe going through sort of building their personal brand and their business, one of the things that I really get them to hone into is their morning routine, because that sets you up for the day. Um, I'm curious to know, um, what kind of motivational podcasts would you go to? Any resources that you'd like to share with anyone? Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, um, I love your podcast too. I have, I have, um, um, I have also my own podcast. It it has. I do post a few times a year, so it's not a regular weekly podcast. It's called Overnight Success, and it, the content is evergreen. In terms of the podcast that I listen to, um, I recently started listening to the Affirmation Pod, which mm-hmm. is a podcast that has daily episodes that would lead you throughout the day. So every podcast has a theme. So it's an affirmation if you are um, you're dreading the day or an affirmation if you're feeling burned out. So, And again, it has a full catalog of different options. So if I feel I need a little bit of a boost, I think, what do I need right now? And go through their catalog and just listen to one of them. So I, I listen, yeah, um, that's sort of my latest thing. And then I go on YouTube and it's, uh, I search, I don't have a specific one, but I find also YouTube is a great platform. Whatever is in your mind, you search it and they come up with beautiful things. I love Gary V. Uh, sometimes yeah. I listen to his podcast. Yeah, he's, he's very cool. But I, I recently I've been getting a lot of motivation from TikTok. I follow him on TikTok and I find his 15 second clips that sometimes that's all I need. <laughs> If I don't have time to listen to a proper podcast. So yeah. but that's the whole thing is sometimes it is just 15 seconds. And if people are listening to this just now and they're thinking, oh, but I don't have time to, you know, have that routine. Do Because I know in your book, you talk about, you know, your morning routine can take anywhere between an hour and two hours, which if you're adding exercise into it and what have you, it can take that long, but it can also be done much quicker. Like you said, 15 seconds listening to Gary Vee on on, um, on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's all you need to get started. I find podcasts a great resource for me because it's that sort of, you know, they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you're working from home, which many of us are at the moment, um, yeah. going, you know, out for a walk and having someone in your ear that's kind of telling you their, their story, I just find it hugely inspiring. Mm, absolutely. 
So one of the other aspects that I really wanted to talk about um, with you in particular, because I think you are absolutely nailing this aspect in business, is how you're building your personal brand. So, you know, so many people and CEOs um, within businesses sort of, you know, use their business and hide behind it. And they don't really step out and stand out as the person behind it because they're scared. They don't want to become too aligned with it or for whatever reason that they have for it. Did you consciously make a decision to to develop your personal brand or was it something that just came organically? Like, how did that all happen for you? You know, it all happened with uh, social media and it wasn't even planned. So uh, back in the day, you know, when we started with Twitter, with Instagram, and I have to say I was a late adopter. Yeah. I, um, I set up an account and we did have the brand account at Rodial Beauty. But I thought, you know what, I've, every time there's a new platform, every time there's something new, I need to personally play with it and figure it out. So I thought, you know what, I'll set my own account. It's at Mrs. Rodial and I'll start being creative on it and try a few different things. Uh, it's not going to be a, a business account. So I'm going to just post whatever I feel like posting. And I started experimenting with uh, sharing a few, uh, a few things from behind the scenes, from Rodial, from my life. I mean, back in the day, we were doing a lot of press trips and I was sharing a lot of that, a lot of events. And so it, for me, it was more of a, um, a creative outlet to just tell my story and also have fun with it. So it wasn't planned, there wasn't an agenda and there wasn't a, oh, this is what you post on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was, yeah, I'm just going to share what I feel like it. I love fashion too. And uh, when I want to escape, fashion is my escape. So naturally I started posting some fashion pictures of what I was wearing and I was excited about or a pair of shoes I was excited. So it kind of all came in quite organic. There wasn't a plan to say, this is what I'm going to do to build a personal brand. And then over the years, uh, and I've been doing, I've been on Instagram for about 10 years now. So a lot of people related to that and uh, started looking at my profile, getting to know about the Rodial products. And that's how it started. And what's interesting is that I wasn't really I, I never really pushed product through my Instagram. It was more about this is my inspirational board. But then during lockdown, something changed and uh, I, did, I wasn't able to go to events or do book signings or connect with, with people or go to stores. So uh, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start talking on Instagram. I'm going to do stories. And as everyone, you know, I'm looking at myself and it's like, oh my God, you know, I hate my voice. I hate my, you know, my nose or whatever. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go out there, say how I feel, you know, give a few tips and it can be, it will be deleted in 24 hours. So even if it's the worst thing, it's not going to be there forever. So during lockdown, I started being a lot more present and a lot more connected and talking about product that I didn't used to do before because I was super self-conscious. And, um, and that kind of, you know, it took me in a new journey over the last nine months that I now do a lot more beauty and a lot more tutorials. And actually the last nine months, I'm more connected to my business than I ever was. So it's an evolution. It's an evolution. It was never a plan. And I feel that at the end of the day, for someone to develop a personal brand, there needs to be an authenticity behind it. And I know this is a word that a lot of people use um, as a token, 
but it's kind of you can't really have an agenda you you can't necessarily plan it too much you just have to be real this is who i am and um the right people will will be there and and be excited by you and and what you do so yeah that's been my journey yeah and and i you know was looking at you at sort of 800 800,000 plus have you seen it grow more your platform since you've been more presence over the past nine months or is it just still growing organically do you think there's been a, a direct correlation there you know over over the years you gain some followers and you lose some followers because as sort of i move towards more skincare and doing more beauty potentially some of the followers who were for following me purely for fashion that i don't do fashion every single post may thought well you know i didn't follow her for that so I think it's always a balance. And, but then at the end of the day, I think with all the social media, it's great to share our journey with our mm-hmm. followers and not be, you know, you can't be the exact same person now than you were two, three years ago. Things have changed. And it's, I feel it's exciting to share that journey I think with your followers. Absolutely. And sorry to, to, to interrupt there. you, mm. said a really important word and it was evolution. And you are constantly evolving. And this is something that, again, through mentoring, through speaking to women, what I see that they're scared with um, to do their first post because they're like, I don't know if I want to do this forever. And the whole thing is, is you start, but you it, it just keeps evolving. So don't be attached to what you start with because it will grow and it will change. And, and so will you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... On that sort of personal brand piece there and how you'd moved on, on sort of social media, did writing a book affect or, you know, grow your awareness as to who you were and in turn grow your business? Like, was did that affect it? You know, it's hard to say, um, especially now that, you know, people don't read books as they used to 10, 20 years ago uh, when you can go on TikTok and on 15 seconds, <laughs> someone tells you the whole story. It's uh, Books are a harder market right now. I wrote my books because I felt I needed to share something. I am aware that the audience is relatively limited. Now, has it helped with my brand? I think that it um, brought awareness to certain people who wanted to start a business or go freelance. They didn't know where to go with it. And they just found some guidance mm-hmm. from my books. And I'm, I'm just happy to help out now, whether that helped increase my sales or my Instagram followers or my TikTok followers. I don't really know. It's hard to quantify that. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, whatever you do, if it gives you a positive feeling that you've done something great and you get great feedback, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is a benefit at the end of the day, but it's just hard to quantify. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people do think about from the perspective of, you know, writing a book 20 years ago was also was a, a, a way to make money in effect. Whereas, you know, writing a book now is like something that you want to do to help people. It's a credibility factor. Um, it shares your story, but it's certainly not something where you're like, and the, the days of like J.K. Rowling and being the next, um, you know, 10 books with the, the uh, New York Times bestseller for 15 years, they're few and far between now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. <laughs> Uh, who 
comes to mind when we're talking about, you know, personal brands, is there anyone that you've dealt with um, in business that you think, do you know what, they've got a really great personal brand? Uh, you know what's interesting, and I, I say this in all of my books, um, I, I don't like to compare myself to others, especially when it comes to the beauty industry, because comparison can drive you crazy. Mm. So I do not follow any other beauty brands, any other beauty founders. I just want to follow my own lane and not be distracted or affected by what everyone else does. I mean, you know what, my idols are sort of outside our business altogether. So, you know, I'm I've been I've read I've read a lot of books on Steve Jobs and yeah. sort of I'm fascinated on how he created sort of the biggest tech company ever known and how could he differentiate what he was doing to everything else. And I kind of love his philosophy and I love the simplicity of what he's done. So, you know, for me, inspiration comes from very different sectors. I just can't sort of sit down and look at other beauty brands. I have to move away from my industry altogether. So yeah, anything on Steve Jobs, I've watched, I've read and sort of people at that level really inspire me. I think that's really interesting as well, because people do actually think that, you know, in their industry, when we, at the end of the day, comparison is the thief of joy anyway. So I'm totally with you on that front. But I do think what you learn from other niches, other industries can help you even more than just the industry you're in, because you can bring something different to, to what it is you're doing. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I thought we would kind of wrap up here. I really enjoyed chatting and I don't want to take too much more of your time, but you have three golden rules that I had uh, read in your book about set your goals and plot your trajectory and make it happen. And in theory, I, you know, I love it, but I feel that you know, a lot of people hold themselves back. You know, they, they don't set their goals or, you know, they don't make it happen. Why do you think that is? It's, uh, I talk about this in, in my second book, uh, Make It Happen, and it's the fear of failure. People are not willing to take the first step because they feel they may fail. And to have to live with themselves after a failure, you know, in their minds can be devastating. But for me, the way I see this is action brings action and it brings you to the next step. Mm. So I'm just going to give you an example. Um, a lot of people have been talking to me about TikTok and that's the next platform. You need to get on it. And I was sort of blanking it out and saying, no way, I'm never going to get on that. And then during the summer, we, had, we all had a little bit more time. I started looking at it and searching. And, um, and I said, you know what? I'm not really following it 100%. I don't know what is going on but I am going to start posting. And I, I posted the first video in July and it got sort of 10 views and two likes. One was mine. And then uh, a few weeks later, I'm posting another and they were horrible, my first, first videos. And, but every time I posted, it may not have been a successful TikTok, but it made me think through this. So what, what was about this TikTok that wasn't successful? Let me look at it. Was it the content? Was it the punchline? Was it the timing that I posted it? Was it 
the narrative, what was it that didn't work? So then the next one was slightly better and, you know, maybe got 15 views and three likes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that went on for a while. And after four or five months, uh, I'm in a much better place. I feel that uh, I do have a better grasp of it. Is, am I perfect? I am not but I am much better than I was a few months ago. And for me, that kind of, it's the journey that I've gone through my business that I started without knowing where I was going to go next. And also thinking that when something doesn't go as planned, it's not really failure, it's feedback. So you Mm -hmm. can take that feedback and and move on. And no one's going to sit down and say, oh my God, you know, Maria posted this awful TikTok it went, it was so bad. I'm never going to talk to her again. Or, you know, she's a failure because of that. No one's going to say that. But I think we all create a very frightening story in our minds. And so that, yeah, prevents us from taking the first step. So for me, it's like all about take that first step, even if it's not perfect, even if you're not fully prepared, but you've taken that one piece of action that will take you to the next. Love it. So how can people take action and find you? What are you on TikTok? Where are you on Instagram? How can people learn more about you? So my handle is the same. So I'm on at Mrs. Rodial on both uh, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, I do uh, daily chats on Instagram where that's on Instagram stories where that's kind of my real me. I wake up in the morning and I sort of share what's going on in my day or a bit of a tutorial. And a lot of people respond back to me. Also, you know, I have a great group on TikTok that we communicate and it's super motivational as well. So yeah, one, one of those two platforms, I'm always there and I'm always reading the comments. So yeah, happy to connect with um, yeah, your followers too from Dubai. Amazing. And that's something that I, you know, I acknowledge for, for I mean, I've been following you, I don't know, for the past five or six years since you were last out in Dubai. And uh, you comment on everyone's post. If someone uh, said something, you go back to them and you you like or you heart or you do something. Um, is that, you know, something that you do? Do you have a team that helps you or is it just you're passionate about talking to those that follow you? I 100% manage uh, the Mrs. Rodial account. The Rodial Beauty is managed by our team. I, the way that I see this is um, I want to, I read every single comment uh, just because, you know, I want to see the reaction. There may be some interesting feedback and I, I want to see, you know, how everyone reacts to what I'm posting. I also like to acknowledge because if someone has taken a minute out of their, their day to read what I have and, and made a comment on it, it is my duty to acknowledge that um, because, you know, time is, time is of essence. Um, so I acknowledge it, you know, on days that I have a bit more time, I may respond, uh, but I, I acknowledge it one way or another. Also, sometimes there's an interesting comment on um, sort of the other day, we had some comments about our shipping uh, rates. I know it's not like super exciting shipping rates in some countries. So I saw a few of those and went back to my team and and said, can we find some better shipping rates for Europe and rest of the world? So we've, we worked on that based on the feedback. And now uh, we have a lot of happy customers who can shop from our site. And if I, if I didn't read those comments, I wouldn't get all this feedback to progress the business and, and progress what we do to make it more customer friendly. So yeah, 
you, you do find some great nuggets in those comments that I don't want to miss. And you have shared some amazing nuggets today. So thank you so much for your time and sharing your story and a few snippets there that I know people will get inspiration from. I wish you every success and I look forward to seeing you back in Dubai, hopefully not in another five years time, sooner than that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for okay. having me. Take care. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.